<coughs> little bit of miscommunication. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Casual Friday. RPT. Have we gotten any feedback on Casual Friday? I did actually. I, I put a poll. Oh, they're like, bro, not enough politics. We no, no, more. no. I actually put up a poll on the uh, Patreon, and people were like, "We like the the break from politics and chaos." So mm. they dug it. People dug it. <laughs> well, we'll we'll touch we'll touch upon a couple things. Yeah, I, no, I promise for sure. Uh, this is Red Pill the Miles Casual Friday. It's your boy Chingo Bling. We got DJ producer Big Rob in the building. Hello, everybody. Buenos dias, good noche. Joining us today once again, man, uh, Juan What's Perez up? in the building, comedian. Um, shit, you might have seen him on my social media as well. And he directs me and stuff a lot behind the scenes with some of these crazy, crazy skit ideas. But uh, I enjoy Casual Fridays, uh, not only as a host, but even as a listener. <laughs> uh, Rob thought he was going to get away with a quarter hit before Thursday's episode. Baby Oh no, shark. that was good. Did it? Did it? Baby shark. Did totally. Fine. I didn't see it. That's fine. It's on. It's already recorded on it's the last. A little, it's a little baby hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby hit. Uh, towards about halfway through because I definitely felt the little elevation feeling and I was like oh don't get out of hand don't get out of hand don't get out of hand <laughs> I could feel the kind of like little out of body experience happening I was like alright stay right here I'm right here I'm good stay present stay, please stay here and sure enough I was like cool he was like he has PTSD for the depth oh I my was, god <laughs> you, you can't see my hands because and I'm zoomed in but I'm, I'm literally gripping the table like this <laughs> stay, grounded. Like, stay grounded stay grounded I swear to you that's what I was doing but hey he, I did it he was like hey Chingo have you heard the one about the groomers? Well, dude, it's been a while. So when you feel when you cough, because I coughed initially, and then you feel it in your throat. I'm like, God, oh, this is gonna be bad. Like it's been a while since I smoked. It was a baby hit. It too. was a yeah. it was a tiny baby hit, but it sparkled. And when shit sparkles, it scares me. <laughs> I mean, I don't be smoking no mid. Don't be. That's the thing. I'm giving you the credit. Exactly. He gives that good saying. good. You, know, you need to brand it your own brand. You one know? hit. One hit to do you right. One hit, uh, or do you really wrong? Did you ever think you'd get to the point where it'd be hard to find Reggie? <laughs> right? <laughs> Motherfuckers took Reggie for granted. Right? <laughs> You're not a big smoker, right? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm not alone. It's just because I, I just have a hard time waking up in the morning. Like, for whatever reason, it just makes me real groggy. Yeah. That's the only reason I kind of stay away from it. Well, I always have to drink, too, along with it, which doesn't make it any better. We, but we've talked about that. But next time, I'm bringing a bottle next week. To celebrate Christmas next week, I'm bringing a bottle, and we're drinking. Oh, sure. dude, I found some fire tequila. At oh, a little okay. place that I'm going to bring for you to try because I know Chinga likes uh, tequila. Some uh, We were making some uh, ranch waters okay. with just that 1876 because Topo Chico is hard to find right now at HEB. And lime. Ever since they got bought by Coca-Cola? They did get bought by Coca-Cola. But uh, right? the 1876, that's the uh, HEB version. Mm-hmm. They had to make their own because it was so hard to get Topo. Damn. They, so they like, they I don't know who or how they went into partnership with, but they had to do it in like... I think three months, like 90 days or something like that. They got a whole facility running for that mineral water. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Damn. Uh, but on, on Thursday's episode, Chingo was talking about these uh, <clears throat> sensitive weird weirdos that talk about, you know, the anti-groomers the groomers and using that whole language on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, they're trying to make the word groomer out to be a, uh, uh, a slur against gay people. Yeah, so we were talking about that and then just sensitive people and people that get, you know, triggered by stuff. So I had this video that was in my inbox from the Daily Caller. Uh, great, we don't mention them enough. I mean, Jorge Ventura's worked for them for a, for a while and done projects with them. Uh, Tucker Carlson used to be an owner of it. He was like co-founder, I believe, of it. They made a really cool weed documentary we talked about uh, with Jorge Ventura. They do a lot of good stuff and they report good stories, but they have, you know, entertainment and other stories on there too. So I'm going to pan this over to you guys. And like I said, the audio is, I don't have that linked up. So we're going to listen through it to, through the laptop. 
And uh, stop me at any point, Shingo, if you want to assess so, this. So this is Troy Bond, and, he, and the video's titled, Heckler Calls Me Racist. Oh, got to start from the, from the jump. This is way better than the last show I just did. They were all pieces of shit. That's how it was. Sometimes you don't get a good crowd. Sometimes... You get a good crowd. They're not great, this is good. Like this crowd feels feels great, but it's it's gonna get good. I feel like I'm one bad joke away from this feeling like a like a public pool. That's no one's first choice to swim, but it's a pool. I'm gonna be the band-aid you swim away from. This is gonna be a fun night. Look at this room tonight. Look how we're all together in this room getting a new COVID variant. I'm already sure. Closer together, no Because <laughs> comedy brings people together. That's why I think politicians should be forced to do stand-up. If any politician did stand-up in history, they could have avoided controversy. I voted for Joe Biden, but that shit didn't feel great. <laughs> Felt like I was giving Grandpa the keys to the Oldsmobile <laughs> and telling him to drive to California. That was the best of a bad situation. I give credit where credit is due. I'm probably the most pro-anti-Trump comic out there. That no, mother... You're not Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! There's a white guy trying to talk to black people. I'm no, not. Bitch. No, you're not. Shut the fuck Yes, I wasn't. No, you were. You just you tuned in. You were trying to. What, I, you were trying to. Hold on. For what? What are you upset about? It's not me. No, and shut up. Any black person that will try to laugh at his fucking jokes, no. Stop having fun, motherfuckers. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Stop having fun. Can we get her uh, an Adam or something? Wow. Are you serious? <laughs> See, yeah, no, no, that's what happens. No, you're white this trying to, like, talk about... No, and you... My probation <laughs> officer is here now. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you're mad at, but it's not me. No, a white person trying to make fun of black people. See, now you're crying, and I was just trying to make you laugh. No, don't do that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm going to make fun. I was trying to be no, empathetic. It wasn't funny. It was not. No. I don't care. You trying to, like, laugh at that shit. That's How dare I at a comedy clip? <laughs> she came here for a TED Talk. <laughs> Everybody knows you go to the basement for political opinion. I don't even know what he's saying, but it's just shit sounds tense. You a bitch. <laughs> Why do you think I'm doing this for a living? You think I was a football player? I'm a bitch, god damn it. <laughs> There's nothing you can say to me. I haven't said six inches from the mirror. You're the first name going in my suicide note tonight. <laughs> Well, got him. Have a good night, Kamala Harris. <laughs> Now's the time I need to. <laughs> no, that was the most racist joke ever. No, I, I, I got like four more in the chamber. <laughs> no, Kamala Harris. Wait, don't drop the scarf, man. That was three dollars at Dollar Tree, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, go pick up the gun she left under the chair. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm so horny for no reason right now. <laughs> Don't bully me, I'll come, bitch. <laughs> How disruptive. Dude, so that's the gist of it. So she got him. I don't know what exactly he said about the an, most anti Trump comic or some shit or COVID. I don't know. How do y'all see this? I, I, I got to see. I, I, I agree with him, but like, I, but the part that I miss is how did she switch? Yeah, like what was it about what black? He said, because what he said is he's like, you just tuned in. So she wasn't really listening. Yeah. He said and, something about Biden. Yeah, it didn't feel good. He was making some joke. I, don't I just know. need to see what the transition was again. If you could go just to the part, because he goes straight from Biden to I'm the most anti Trump. And then she just like jumped in, like, you're a racist. And he's like, what the fuck? Felt like I was giving Grandpa the keys to the Oldsmobile. Look, it's the transition. She just heard Trump. That was the best of a bad situation. Right here. I give credit where credit is due. I'm probably the most pro-anti-Trump comic out there. That no, mother. You're not. Shut the fuck up. There's a white guy trying to talk to black people. I'm not. Oh, as a white guy trying to talk to a black audience. They were all laughing. I mean, we can't. That's why she we, said we can't see the audience. But she one. said all you black people shouldn't be laughing at him. But he said I'm the most pro anti Trump. So yeah. technically, it, it, to her point, it would be with her. her. It yeah. would be on her time, her yeah. team. She wasn't paying attention. Well, for one, it's kind of edited. But if you go back, she's already saying it. By the time he's, she's talking over him. By yeah. the time he says pro anti Trump, yeah. she's already saying you ain't funny. No, stop. Yeah. yeah. If you want, you can go back about twenty seconds. Yeah, right there. Real quick, we want to take time to shout out our sponsors. Shout out to, uh, man, these, this is family, bro. This, these are the homies. Y'all know I still put out singles from time to time. I'm always complaining. I don't get in the studio enough. But when I do and I want to release a hot track to all my listeners on Apple Music, Spotify, I got to, I make sure I deal with my people. So South Music Distribution, you know, they handle all the digital. And, uh, dude, they deal business to business. They deal with artists. You know, mainly. So it's not even really something that the average listener can really take advantage of per se. However, you can go on there and shop on their website. They got vinyl, uh, some classic titles and, and special releases and stuff like that. Follow them on Instagram. So South TX. But uh, even though they mainly deal with like global distribution of artists and, and things like that. Um, they're like, hey, we want to show love to the podcast. We work with you already. We support what you do, support your voice and, um, you know. Keep it going. So we appreciate the love. So South. Uh, make sure you follow them on Instagram. So South TX. And of course, hit up the website. So South.com. If you're an artist and you need services like marketing, consulting, they do all that too. Uh, they make sure they get all your royalties, all your publishing in more markets. They even submit your music for like movies, television, commercials, and media. Go get you, go get some more info right now. Hit up the website. So South.com. Um, Big friends of the podcast and big friends in real life. We do a lot of business together. And go stream my old catalog, all my old titles brought to you by So South. Get on Spotify, go on Apple Music, So South. Make sure all my music is everywhere when you're looking for it. Much love. Back to the show. Felt like I was giving Grandpa the keys to the Oldsmobile <laughs> and telling him to drive to California. That was the best of a bad situation. I give credit where credit is due. I'm probably the most pro-anti-Trump comic out there. 
That no, mug. You're not. Shut the fuck up. She said it when he said pro. So she. he she, No. Yeah, think, she was already talking. I think she was. I haven't heard either one of y'all say how drunk was this bitch. Oh well, yeah, I guess that's a given. She's <laughs> because I'm, words. Tr- I'm trying to see how y'all see this. Like, well, I saw her face. She didn't look too fucked up. The way she's talking though, she's I mean, she, like she's low. It, right whenever he she's said, going through something because right she's whenever she cry. Yeah, because yeah. right whenever he said Kamala Harris, she paused and was like, "I can't." Uh, he roasted in front of everybody. That's at that the point. most racist joke. <laughs> Have you ever dealt with somebody that bad? Any either one of you? Mm-mm. Where they're like coming on stage, damn near. Mm, oh well yeah uh <laughs> oh god well it wasn't like that but it was at the kickapoo casino some some fucking, kickapoo casino yeah some drunk lady literally was walking up to the stage and i was like can somebody get this grandma out of here and then like i was talking like three different tables because it turned out to like she's like trying to date me i'm like what the fuck what? like yeah she was like 70 i was like i need oh, wow. a sugar mama and i just called her started calling her babe and <laughs> And and uh, babe, can you be quiet? Uh, can you get my babe uh, like that kind of stuff and and talking like that? That's kind of how I addressed it. There was a comic a week ago. There was a video on Twitter that I saw a couple times that somebody was you know heckling and then starts to run at the comic and the comic just front kicks him. Did you see that video? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. He knocked him down. He's like, I didn't want to do it. He, he made me do yeah, it. He did a front kick. Yeah. People are wild, dude. They have like some people don't have etiquette, and it's crazy because sometimes it's like their first show and they just don't know how to act at a first comedy show. Yeah. And oh, some people yeah. bring friends, and some of those friends, they act out because they don't know what they're in for. Yeah, that's probably more of it, too, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, this lady, damn, she was already getting emotional. Like, I know y'all been around some drunks like that. Oh, or they yeah. mix the wrong shit mm-hmm. somehow, some way, or they've been drinking too long, or they, or they went over that level of now you causing a scene, now everything's awkward, now we have to leave type of thing, like mm-hmm. it's a group, and next thing you know, now you cry. Why is she crying? Yeah. Why is she crying? Dude, it sucks you know, to hear that person. What? Now who's going to drop her off and all this other shit? Yeah, he was a good comic because he was like, he, kept he was together. taking the jabs in there, but at the same time he was doing what comics do, leaning the fuck into it. Yeah. And he, and border, into yeah. It. And he knew it too because he was like, he's like, I don't know what you're mad at, but it's not me. Yeah. Like he knew it. That he was, was great. Like, hey, you fucked up. And he's like, there's nothing you can say to me I haven't said to myself six inches from the mirror. Yeah, that was good. But I mean, I, I couldn't see how the club was handling it like how close were y'all to like all right ma'am you gotta go type of thing like how long did that take because that started to derail the whole fucking well he had to tell him to come get her yeah when you yell that loud though when he's like shut the fuck up he's probably already told her a couple of times i know that's why it's unfortunate this is all edited yeah right there it kind of looked like he was losing his cool yeah but it might have been the sixth time he was like please be quiet man man ruin the show shut the fuck up um yeah those fucking people are wild Did you listen to Protect Our Parks with uh, on Rogan recently? Yeah, the, uh, I didn't from, know there was a new one. Yeah, I, I, on Saturday. I didn't listen to it. Yet. Oh, okay, well it's like five and a half hours. Right, it's like the longest p- podcast that they ever That's do. Great. It, they're they're fantastic. It took me all weekend to finish it though. Like got two hours here, one hour there. <laughs> it, literally, I finished it this morning. But towards the end of it, Damn. and they did mushrooms to, for the entire time. So the, for the five hours, Shane Gillis and everybody's like they're out of their mind. Oh, they're on, on mushrooms, mushrooms the yeah, whole time. The whole time. <sighs> It's hilarious. It's so fuck you. <laughs> Actually, I might be better. We should do that. Jingle. Yeah, if you, you, you microdose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, they didn't microdose. They went in. Let's go in. And no, go Ari had his bands. dog, and they were freaking out, and they went to go pee, and then like the dog is freaking looking at me while I'm peeing. Like, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Got a groomer ass dog. Yeah. <laughs> but they were talking about this uh, somewhere towards the middle end end of the podcast about uh, 
like the Opie and Anthony days and the Stern mm-hmm. days. Oh, I love those conversations. Right. They're so favorite. fun to hear. And then they're playing some videos. And then they started talking about how those shows taught them to be podcasters, right? Like mm-hmm. being able to go to O&A and just That's like chill, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was the big... The hang. Yeah, the hang. Well, when they were touring around that time, and Ching always brings this up, this is why I wanted to bring it up, about like the regionalness of areas. And you brought up radio in the last episode about how you mm-hmm. used to like going to different markets to see mm-hmm. what was popping on the radio, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for them, it was the same thing. Rogan would talk about, you know, this was 20 plus years ago. They'd go to wherever, like somewhere in the, in the Midwest, and they'd hear country songs they'd never heard before but the whole you know bars like the whole honky tonks going crazy for it you know and different cultures within those communities were like they uh-huh. were like you were always experiencing something else and and then shane they're like nah, go everywhere it's the same fucking shit same people everyone's got to be exactly the same we all got to be equal no matter what we do what we yeah. like what we see and all that shit yeah so i kind of wanted to just pose that to you because you've experienced that. turn my headphones down a little bit oh down please. Yeah. yeah yeah go ahead um well one way to look at it is like Oh, you're in your elitist coastal bubble and you look down on middle America as flyover states with no food, no culture, no fucking culinary, no fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, like art, fashion, like people don't think, they don't think of the South when they think about like fashion and and chefs, but some of the best fucking chefs and stuff from the South. Or, or you could look at it like, you can discover shit everywhere. For example, even on the coast, mm-hmm. especially sometimes, right? For example, um, one time in New York, man, I think I was doing a single to Mayo event or something, but like one of the homies was DJing some shit like in Manhattan or something. And it's like this little like, like this little, like, almost like an Austin type of vibe, but like a party, but like not a big nightclub. And then all of a sudden, you thinking these are just New Yorkers. All of a sudden the DJ drops from like, crazy fucking Albanian tragos de amargo licor type shit. And everybody's singing the fucking words and the DJ ain't even Albanian or whatever. And you're just like, bro, how the fuck you know this shit? He's like, bro, I have to know all this stuff. I'm in New York and I do all, I DJ a lot. So I be having to know what the motherfucking Ukrainians like or the Czechs. And I got them. I mean, if you live in New York, you grow up eating pierogies and there's an Ecuadorian food cart and there's some fucking, some Caribbean shit. Indian and yada yada. So I remember that experience. I was like, what the fuck? Another crazy experience is when you kick it in the South with like Southern white folk, where to them, it's like they have a, uh, sometimes they'll have like a, uh, not really like a fucking rebel flag, racist type of pride, but almost like, we're proud from the South. Like, we're proud Southerners. Like, we, this is our culture. Like, the biscuits and the gravy or the, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, don't always try to associate it with American apartheid and slavery and genocide and, and civil war. Like, it's more than that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I found that to be very eye-opening. It was like, oh, shit, this is the first set of white folk that are proud to be white, basically. Mm. Where it reframed it for me. It's like, oh, by being proud of being from the South, it's almost like fucking Dukes of Hazard. Y'all remember Dukes of Hazard? Love Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. The original shit? Yeah. Not like some remake? Well, the remake was all right with Johnny Knoxville and uh, what's his name? Did you watch that? Nope. You didn't? <laughs> nope. He grew up strict, dog. Oh, uh, okay. That's true. No, it was good. He, uh, he couldn't even watch Bart Simpson. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even watch Bart Dude, Simpson. Jessica Simpson and the Daisy Dukes? 
Oh, I was on Family Matters and Full House. Or, uh, that's where I was. Wow. <laughs> Watching like this yeah. Yeah. with your feet kicking up. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tanner. <laughs> yeah. Straight up Steve Urkel. So. Uncle Danny. Uncle Danny. Like, like that Danny Brown video. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, the old, the old stuff. One of the dads, or one of the dads, one of the main characters was like the dad on Smallville. Did you ever watch Smallville? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great show, right? Mm-hmm. The dad, his dad is one of the original Dukes of Hazard. Dudes. I, know, I know that much, but I just never okay. watched any of the episodes. No, it was great. Plus, I love like those old cars, like the Charger. You know, the orange Charger was fucking amazing. So cool. Challenger. No, it's a Charger. It wasn't a Challenger. No, it's a Charger. The Charger used to be. Look that into it. Look, look into it. Okay. Wait, okay. if Chingo's right, you might you gotta, be right. If Chingo's right, you got to take a hit. Facts, straight up. <laughs> he knows more about cars. Find <laughs> <I do. laughs> out, Chingo. Uh, did you watch it, Chingo? Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Really. A lot. It was always on. It was on after school type shit. It was amazing. Have you seen any of the old episodes though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was an amazing show when you're a little kid, bro. Fact check me. What does Media Matters have to say about that? Are we talking about the General Lee? Says Charger. Type Charger. Dodge Charger. Yeah, it's a, oh, okay. it's a 69 Charger. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was uh, wrong is because to me, the new challengers they put out resemble this right here yeah they always they should have made the charger like this two-door but instead they made come out, came out the challenger making that like their two-door coupe and then the charger four-door but uh yeah uh where i lived dude owned a, a golf course and uh his family owned a golf course his dad did and then he ran it and also was in a classic car so he had a 67 road or a 67 super b those look similar to the generally mm-hmm. they're fucking great man cars don't look like that anymore honestly like there's a handful of cars that look cool and the rest of them all look like priuses True. We don't get what you don't really. Well, they're not made out of metal and shit no more. No, but I mean, they could look cool. Like, do you like cars? Mm-hmm. You do a little bit. What, I, mean, I don't know a lot about them. But, but yeah. what, what's a good looking? What's a good looking sexy car to you these days? Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, no? hey, I, I, uh, they got some nice fucking pickup trucks out there, boy. Dude, trucks. They got some nice pickups. The new F one fifties look fire. Damn. Now that I think about it, maybe I'm not a car guy. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, you know what? And I can't not that, just blank. Just, just blank. You know what? Damn. Yeah. Did you guys see uh, Tom's video last night from Two Birds? When I loved it. He's, oh, I sent it to yeah, you. Right? He sent it to me, and I couldn't. I was like, yeah, man. He got fucking fed up, and he was just like, what happened? What yeah, let me show you, <laughs> bro. <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. It's gonna take me a couple. He seconds. got he got fed up with people. You know how him and Bert like to buy gifts and kind of because they worked hard, they work hard for their money and they work hard for what they have. And they probably came from nothing. You know what I mean? So, like, for them, whenever they... Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. So now whenever they do stuff, they put it out for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. And then you get some fans that get, like, upset about it. And so he spoke out against it. Oh, okay. Uh, And Bert looks so fucking uncomfortable. (laughs) That is the end of the teaser. All right? If you want the whole enchilada, the full shebang... That's strictly for the patrons. We're hitting y'all with more premium content. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales and get full access to all of the shows, all of the content, and all the premium exclusives. All right? See you there. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. 
visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.